Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Co-journers, I'm excited. This is our 100th episode, and I am so glad that you are here on the journey with me. My heart is absolutely full that this started with a vision, with an idea, and now here we are at number 100. So whether you are new or a longtime listener, I am so grateful for your presence. And I'm excited that Tiana Hansen sent in a poem that I just believe is perfect for today. And so Tiana, thank you so much. She said uh, she felt led to write this and send it in at this particular time. And so uh, I believe the timing is intentional. And so the poem reads, love yourself radically and without inhibition. Ask yourself to open your arms wide. Embrace yourself for all you are, all you have shown in every past reflection, each journey that has led you here to this very moment where you can release all that holds you cages you and tries to make you tame. Love yourself wild. Love yourself when nobody else will. When you begin to seek love elsewhere, first pull it from the endless wells within. Replenish yourself whole as you always have been. Remember all the aspects of you which make you feel that radiant love up from your belly, circling your heart. Wrap this warm energy around your soul and know you will soon be home. Oh my goodness, (laughs) Tiana. Oh, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for uh, being a vessel, an instrument to receive that poem and to share it with us. We have been on this journey, and with each step, with each episode, with uh, each moment, with each day, we come closer and closer to our authentic selves, and I am so, so grateful. I love that, that radical, radical self-love and acceptance. So if you have a poem or vows that you want to make to yourself and that you want to share with our community, feel free to email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. That's homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. And today's episode is entitled Shifting Out of Trauma Mode. Shifting Out of Trauma Mode. And many of us are trauma survivors, and there are everyday sources of stress uh, 
that we learn how to juggle, we learn to manage, but then there are overwhelming experiences that deplete us, that can cause a shift in our ideas about ourselves, that can make it difficult for us to regulate or manage our emotions, feelings, and can also make it difficult to trust both ourselves and others. And so my primary work in psychology uh, has been with trauma survivors. And I want to identify for you uh, four of the major trauma responses that we can sometimes have when we feel panic, when we feel stress, when we feel triggered. So we want to be able to identify these and know how uh, to shift from the unhealthy ones to healthier ones so that you will not be stuck uh, in the mode of trauma, that you will not be stuck uh, in that victim place, um, but so that you can be everything that you are here to be. And that is my hope and desire for you. And I believe because you're here listening, that that is your hope and desire for yourself. That in many ways, trauma causes us to shrink uh, out of fear. And uh, it can turn, it can change us in measurable and in immeasurable, noticed, noticeable and unnoticeable ways. And we want to come home to ourselves to not uh, merely live out of the wound of what we have experienced, the wounds of what we have experienced. So we do not want to be limited in our thinking as a result of the trauma. We don't want to be limited in the way we love and show up in relationships as a result of the trauma. We don't want to be limited in our educational or our vocational aspirations uh, because of being stuck in this traumatized mode. Uh, we want to have the fullness of life, the fullness of life. And I think that is so important as we are uh, hitting this 100th episode is to notice what are the trauma responses that you may go to when you are feeling anxious, when you are feeling panicked, and what are some other options? What are some ways that you can nourish yourself, comfort yourself, uh, calm yourself, uh, protect yourself? so that you can see the array of possibilities, the range of options that are available to you, as opposed to the idea that this is the only thing I can do, and so I am stuck repeating this pattern. Uh, I am stuck in this script, playing this character who has my name in my face but is not me, yes? <laughs> so I want to be able to come out of the performance, uh, come out of the rigidity that has been created by the experiences in my life that were harmful, hurtful, traumatizing. And yes, they did happen and they did have an effect. But as I like to say, trauma affects me, but it does not define me. The traumas in your life affected you, but they do not have to define you. And so 
uh, one of the ways we can respond when we um, are traumatized um, is when we see something, smell something, hear something, feel something that reminds us of the trauma and creates that uh, sense of panic in us, uh, sometimes we will go uh, into flight mode, right? And so you all have often probably heard fight or flight, um, but there are four I'll mention on today, um, flight, fight, freeze, um, and the fourth one I will talk about is tend and befriend. And so um, when you are in flight mode, if something happens that uh, makes you feel unsafe, whether it is really dangerous or not, uh, sometimes you will be quick to leave a job, quick to leave a relationship, uh, whether romantic or friendship. Uh, you may find yourself needing to stay busy all the time because that busyness is a way of uh, not having to fully be present. You don't have to be present with your feelings. You don't have to be uh, present in your relationships uh, because it can just look like uh, being a workaholic. But I have so much to do. I can't really sit with the realities of my life. Uh, for some people, that flight mode can show up in perfectionism. And so trying to constantly get everything just right as an act of control because if I control everything, then things will be safe for me. Um, and also, you know, physically and emotionally, not being able to be still. So I have to be centered on something. I have to constantly uh, distract myself on, for something, which can look like hyper-focus. If we're super focused on work or super focused on other people's lives or super focused uh, in television and fantasy and social media, we are fleeing the realities of our actual circumstance. Being mindful for yourself of your tendency to uh, try to check out, um, whether physically, emotionally, or spiritually, uh, when you are feeling uncomfortable. Now, there are some ways that people can uh, engage in a flight response, which can be healthier. So you may say, um, I noticed that um, when some people talk to me, it uh, lets me know that they uh, don't have respect for me or that they have uh, bad intentions toward me. And so I uh, give myself permission to disengage from harmful relationships. I give myself permission to disengage from harmful workplaces. I give myself permission to disengage from unhealthy relationships, right? So the, the ability to perceive uh, an a issue or a problem and take action uh, can be healthy. The uh, challenge becomes when I never can sit with any discomfort, right? When I am perpetually fleeing and I see danger everywhere, right? If I see danger everywhere and cannot tolerate uh, the unknown so that I can wait and get to know a circumstance, a job or person, um, then 
it is no longer uh, functional for me. Now it is a way of not being present in my own life, right? So I invite you to think about where you fall on that continuum of uh, do you panic frequently and find yourself um, often disconnecting, um, um, getting away from people and circumstances before you even get a chance to assess it or before you get a chance to get to know them? Um, or do you feel like it is in a healthy place where uh, when I need to make my exit, I can and I will, um, but I am not quick to exit out of panic uh, or prematurely, yes? So along with uh, flight mode, some of us respond uh, with uh, a fight response. Uh, some of us, when we feel uh, discarded, disrespected, insecure, uncertain, unsafe, uh, we can have an unhealthy or a healthy fight response, right? So the unhealthy fight response is um, can show up with narcissistic tendencies. It can show up uh, with uh, arrogance and putting other people down. It can show up with being controlling that um, I want to make sure that someone doesn't, someone else doesn't take advantage of me. So in some ways I become uh, the bully, right? I become the abuser. Uh, so this is my way of trying to ensure I never end up in that victim space again. Um, but then the way in which I am going about it is destructive to other people. And so um, being very uh, demanding of other people, requiring that other people are um, perfect or that everyone must do what you say, um, re responding with feelings of entitlement. All of these can be a way of being combative. And uh, underneath all of that, is often a panic and an insecurity, right? And so I need everyone to center around me. I need everyone to pay attention to me. I need everyone to do what I say uh, because when everyone is following the rules that only I create, uh, then I feel safe, right? And so as you can hear that, um, hopefully you can hear how that would be unhealthy and destructive for both you and for your loved ones or for your coworkers. Um, but there is also a way where um, the fight trauma response that uh, can uh, instead go into um, something that is constructive, right? So as a result of what you have gone through, you may um, have developed the tendency to fight for the underdog, to fight for those who have been silenced and marginalized. Uh, you may uh, use that um, energy and that pull to become an activist, an advocate, a leader, a community organizer. Uh, you might run for public office or start a nonprofit. Um, you might start a podcast, right? So uh, what will you do with your desire to fight against uh, mistreatment, against abuse, against violation, 
right? Um, you may be very protective of yourself or your loved ones or people you see as uh, vulnerable or at risk. Um, and that can show up in multiple ways. You also may have developed uh, a strong ability to establish uh, boundaries and to stick with your boundaries. As you may have a sense of, you know, when I let people cross my boundaries or when I am silenced, uh, bad things happen, which are very um, harmful. And so you may be very firm, uh, not in a controlling or an abusive way, but you may be very firm and clear in communicating um, this is okay with me, or I am uncomfortable with this, or I don't want that. Um, so being able to say no, uh, not feeling like you have to always please everyone at the detriment of yourself. Think about uh, how your fight mode, if at all, shows up as a result of the trauma that you endured. Uh, has the fight mode turned uh into you engaging in bullying and controlling behaviors um, on the negative or unhealthy side, or has the fight mode in you led to you speaking up in constructive ways uh, for yourself and uh, for others, right? So not only do we have uh, flight mode and fight mode, but another one is the freeze response. And uh, with the freeze response, often uh, when we are in situations that we cannot physically escape, our minds can uh, cause us to uh, emotionally check out and sometimes also physically check out that we can become immobilized. And so uh, there is this sense of being shocked or stunned, you know, so if uh, something threatening happens that it's hard for you to, to get yourself up to move or to speak, um, that you are, are so startled that you become stuck in that place. So um, in an unhealthy response, uh, that can look like uh, often zoning out. And I did uh, an episode on dissociating. So being checked out a lot of the time uh, can be uh, can create difficulties for you. If you find yourself losing time at work or unable to work uh, because you're checked out a lot, um, if you check out and you're emotionally check out in your relationships, uh, then people can experience you as emotionally unavailable or emotionally disengaged or emotionally cold or distant. Uh, so of course that can create difficulty in relationships. Uh, some people will perceive you as lazy, um, but you really feel immobilized, right? And so uh, sometimes that can also show up with difficulty making decisions of I'm always afraid I'm going to pick the wrong thing and that if I pick the wrong thing, there will be danger, there will be disaster, it'll be a catastrophe. And so I procrastinate and then pick nothing, right? So think about the ways and times in which you freeze. Uh, some of you may freeze during intimacy um, as a result, sexual intimacy, as a result of uh, the encounter reminding you of a violation. 
uh, some of you, if you feel threatened at work or in the community or in your home, may also have that kind of uh, freeze response where you feel stuck, right? Shut down and stuck. Uh, there are other ways that we can kind of shift that freeze response, and that is um, full awareness, right? Some people will talk about mindfulness, and we had an episode on mindfulness. So mindfulness is paying attention in the present moment on purpose with compassion and without judgment. Paying attention in the present moment on purpose with compassion and without judgment. And so when you have um, are in the freeze mode, even though you're not saying a lot or perhaps doing a lot, you're taking a lot in. So sometimes you're checked out of what's happening, but sometimes you're very much tuned in to either what is happening within you or what is happening around you. And so uh, you can think about uh, the benefits of that when um, when I am feeling stressed or panicked, if I can tune into myself, I can really become aware of like, how do I feel in my body when I am in this place or when I am around this group of people? Um, or what am I noticing in this environment, right? So things can slow all the way down. And instead of uh, it running past me and me missing it, then I can become uh, super aware, right, of this present moment and really taking in the fullness of what, what is happening here, right? And so you want to reflect for yourself, uh, reflect and think about, uh, do I freeze in ways uh, that are harmful, um, that create difficulty for me, or even though I don't immediately go into action or have a lot to say, am I able to really tune in to what is actually happen, happening? Am I, do I have the gift of being observant, observant of both what is happening within and what is happening around me, right? Uh, so these are aspects uh, that can show up for us in the aftermath of trauma. And then the fourth one I wanted to mention is called tend and befriend, or some people call it the fawn response, F-A-W-N. And that is basically uh, people pleasing. When I focus on whoever, uh, if I'm around someone who is toxic, um, who is uh, controlling, who is abusive, then I figure out a way to neutralize them. I figure out a way to give them uh, what they want. Um, I figure out a way to um, uh, address uh, their needs or what, how they want me to show up uh, as a way of diffusing the stress and uh, increasing the likelihood that they won't harm me or won't harm other people. And so some of you growing up, became the favorite of the abuser in your house um, and you kind of figured out how to cater to them to get a good response or a better response. Some of you learned how uh, to cater to 
uh, an abusive partner really as a survival mode of if I figure out how to keep them happy, then um, less uh, violence or less verbal attacks will happen. And uh, so there can be, of course, some unhealthy aspects of this uh, tend and befriend or this fawn response. Uh, it can result in us um, normalizing unhealthy, abusive relationships because we figure I, I know how to handle them, right? I, it's not a big deal. I can just deal with it. And I just would like to say, offer to you just because you can doesn't mean you have to. Right? Sometimes we have contorted ourselves so much in life that we have learned how to live on eggshells. We have learned how not to say too much or move too much or take up too much space or use our voice too much. You know, we have learned to do those things. Um, but in the process of that, we can lose ourselves. We can erase ourselves. We can be so focused on pleasing others uh, that we actually don't even notice our own destruction. Um, and so then we're not able to set any boundaries. We we're never able to say no. Um, and sometimes we can even lose sight of ourselves, our feelings, our needs, and our wants. And so we want to be able to shift out of that unhealthy fawn response to see, you know, what can uh, a healthy response look like uh, when we may have those tendencies. Well, you may have a gift for compassion, but let's say I want to be compassionate with boundaries. Yes. Uh, you may also have a skill for compromise. So you have learned, you know, your, your life history required that you figure out what people want, right? So if you're, for example, in a work setting, that you might be able to read, to discern, to observe what the different people in this space want and then look for the common ground. So you may be a solution bringer because you have that skill or that capacity. Uh, you may also have great listening skills uh, because you had to pay attention, right? You had to learn how to listen and observe. But just because you listen and hear doesn't mean that you have to ignore yourself, right? So you're looking for what are uh, the skills perhaps that out of survival I developed in those spaces, what are the ways in which they can be unhealthy or destructive? And what are um, the ways that I can utilize some of those skills uh, in healthy ways, right? Some of those strategies, some of that wisdom and knowledge uh, in healthy ways so that we will not be stuck. And so whether your tendency is for flight or fight, freeze or attend and befriend, I want you to know you do not have to be stuck in that place of panic and that it is helpful if you can, uh, when you're feeling panic, uh, tune into your breath and pay attention to breathing at your own pace. A deep breath, some people call them a belly breath, where you can actually feel your chest and belly, um, and especially the belly expanding. 
and then contracting. You're taking a deep breath. Uh, something else you can do when you're feeling panicked is really pay attention to your senses, right? Um, what do you see in this moment? What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you smell? What do you taste, right? As a way of grounding yourself, calming yourself in the moment. And then you can also use guided imagery to picture uh, a place where you feel calm, a place where you feel peaceful, and whether you have been in that place physically or whether it's a place in your imagination, uh, to take a moment and just meditate on that space of calm and allow that to shift into your body. And then one other important strategy that can help is uh, a change of, of temperature. So sometimes when we're feeling triggered or stressed, you might get um, a washcloth with hot water, warm water, or cold water, and just uh, place that uh, on your face or let the water run over your hands. And sometimes either the cooling water or the warm water can help to uh, calm you so that then you can look at the circumstance and make a decision not out of panic, not out of old patterns or scripts, but in a place, from a place of empowerment. From a place of empowerment, you can be free to choose. I am so excited about our growth on this journey to know that we are not stuck in that trauma response even if we have been through trauma, multiple traumas, that that is not the end of our story. And so it is time in this season that we are writing a new script, writing a new song, creating a new dance, living a new life. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <laughs>